0: Alleluia! Christ is risen! The Lord is risen indeed! Alleluia! Please be seated. They were hiding and they were afraid, they were weary, they were broken, they were defeated. And then here came the women, the Marys and the others, breathless, confused, all talking at once, telling the faithful remnant what they had seen. He was gone, just like he said he would be. The shroud was still there, but the beloved body was gone. And furthermore, there were angels. At least they thought they were angels, reminding them of what he had said. It was true. He was gone. But these words seemed to them an idle tale says our gospel and they did not believe them can you blame them of course it seemed an idle tale a big fish story is more like it that rock was huge no one could move it alone especially a beaten broken recently dead person a couple of guys in dazzling clothes angels he's alive what no way And moreover, those telling the tale were women. And everyone knows that women aren't trustworthy. Prone to exaggeration, they are. People don't up just rise from the dead. Please. We have been waiting for this good news. We, 2,000 plus years later, have been waiting expectantly like we do every year, to hear the news we know is coming. Alleluia! The tomb is empty, and now that death is conquered, anything is possible. Alleluia! We should be, by all rights, mad with joy to hear this news. As crazy as the first time we heard it, and crazy every time hereafter that we hear it. But with 2,000 years of this shared history behind them, without 2,000 years of this shared history behind them, our burnt-out disciples in this morning's gospel aren't even curious. They are just tired. The idle tale told by the frenzied women doesn't make a dent in their sorrow and their exhaustion. Peter, the teacher's pet, Runs off to see for himself, possibly out of guilt for the times that he denied, possibly because he always needs to be right, even though he's usually wrong. But otherwise, our story ends with the jaded, tired apostles denying the feasibility of what they have heard. No, he is not risen. He is dead. Evil has won. Weep, women, for your children because what you are saying is impossible. Friends, the fact that you are here this morning at this ungodly hour to celebrate together tells me that you know that this is indeed not an idle tale. Easter is more than chocolate and bunnies. Easter is more than dazzling flowers and gorgeous music. Easter is more even than prayers, more than Eucharist, more than community. Easter is more than all of this. This is not, this is not an idle tale. This is not Aesop or Grimm or even Disney something to designed to give us a warm, fuzzy feeling for a little while, or something written as a cautionary message for children, this tale is more even than the sum of its parts. The meaning of what we have heard, that he is gone, is world changing and history shifting. There is nothing, nothing idle about this tale. This is good news. This is gospel. This tale tells us that the tomb is empty, that death is conquered, that sin no longer holds sway over us, that grace abounds undeserved. This story tells us that earthly rulers and principalities may have the power to break our bones, to mock us, to beat us, but they cannot kill us. Death no longer ends our story. This story assures us of that. This is certainly not an idle tale. But sometimes... Often, I'd say, we treat it like it is an idle tale, like belief is a choice, something we can turn on and off when needed, like a flashlight. We often live our lives in a way that does not reflect back the power of this truth. We do not live every day, every hour, and every minute in a way that shows the world and shows ourselves that we believe in the scandal of that empty tomb. Because that's what it is, a scandal. Something we should be talking about. Something that should amaze us. A scandal signifying to us what Isaiah prophesied all along, that God has brought forth a new thing. That God is trustworthy. That God is powerful and mighty, defeating even death. At our baptisms, we are asked, or someone else is asked on our behalf, the questions of promise. You heard them this morning. Will you continue in the apostles' teaching and fellowship in the breaking of bread and in the prayers? Will you persevere in resisting evil? Whenever you fall into sin, repent and return to the Lord. Will you proclaim by word and example the good news of God in Christ? Will you seek and serve Christ in all persons, loving your neighbor as yourself? Will you strive for justice and peace among all people and respect the dignity of every human being? We pray, stir up in your church the spirit of adoption which is given to us in baptism. If you have taken Lent seriously this year, and I know many of you have, you have likely spent some time in self-examination. It's not an easy task. If you're human, lent or no, you know that you have failed yourself. You know that you have failed the ones you love. You know, and you know how, you have fallen short of your belovedness You know how you have neglected your baptismal vows to eschew evil, to serve Christ and others, to proclaim the good news. You know that. But if you believe, as I do, that this is not an idle tale, if you believe, then you can start again this happy morning to put that belief to work, to live like you mean it, to live in a way that not only honors that empty tomb, but proclaims it in thought and word and deed. And before you leave this place this morning, if you know that this is not an idle tale, you have even another opportunity to lay your inadequacies, your shortcomings, your sins, and your failures at the foot of the empty cross and then leave them there. You can fill that empty tomb with everything that needs to die in your life. And then all of us together, we will roll that stone back in front of that doorway and we will leave it closed. And then we will, all of us, go out into the world believing that we can be the children of God that we were created to be. The women knew that they were telling the truth. Peter, in his curiosity, he learned it too. After 2,000 years of hearing and telling this story, we know, we know that this is not a fairy tale, that this is good news for all. The tomb is empty. Death is conquered. The Lord is risen indeed. Hallelujah.